0: The More Sports Now podcast covering both sides of the Hudson. I'm your host, Steve Titchener. And joining me on the line is the rest of the crew, Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. And we'll talk local football for sure. But let's talk about something actually fun, guys. And maybe uh, that's the devil's draft, Matt, that uh, you said you're very happy about. Uh, tell us a little about you. There's three picks in the first 20. So that's pretty good. And let's uh, tell us about uh, Alexander Holtz, a winger. Um, are you excited about this guy? And, and t- tell us about the other two guys as well.
1: Yeah, sure. So absolutely, uh, I'm excited about what Alexander Holtz can bring. I mean, the Devils knew they were going to get a good player in what's considered a very deep draft. So once it was determined that they had the seventh overall pick, everybody knew they were going to get a good player. But would it be a defenseman? There were two that were drafted in the top five, which would one of them have slipped back? and the Devils certainly would have been interested in that because defense is an area where they you know, maybe want to shore things up a little bit. But again, we're we're projecting down the road. So the Devils have some guys in the system uh, defensively, so who knows? Maybe in the end, they would have gone with a forward anyway. Anyway, that's a long way of saying they got what everyone considers to be the purest goal scorer in the draft. Uh, He's got a phenomenal shot. He's solid you know he's six foot almost 200 pounds he plays in the men's league in sweden so uh, you know he's got that kind of talent already and he's you know he's got all the requisite skills the smarts uh he's not super fast but his speed is not really an issue he gets into spots where he can score and the devils are very happy with him the other two picks they're also uh pleased with um uh, I'll talk about the second one first, only because he's the one that's really intriguing. The player they drafted at number 20 caught a lot of people by surprise. Can, uh, I, can I try it?
0: Uh, I was going to say, I was going to try yeah, it. Go ahead. Okay. Shakir Muhammadullin. Pretty good. Well,
1: that's, that's <laughs> close. We're all trying to figure out whether or not the K-H. So it's M-U-K-H-A-M-A-D-U-L-L-I-N. So, I've been told both that it is Mook okay. but I've also been told that the K H, the K is silent, so it's Muhammadul. Uh-huh. So we'll find out. Okay, um, I heard the director of scouting, Paul Castron, call him Muhammadul, so I'm going to go with that. But uh, yeah, how how about God bless you. Uh, people have said, we'll just call him Shaq. But anyway, a bit of a surprise in that most draft boards had him going later in the draft. Uh, and he winds up, he winds up going 20. Now he didn't make a big leap on the devil's draft board because of what's taken place this season, but he plays in the KHL, the Russian league, and he's gotten an opportunity to play more. a more elevated role and he's responded beautifully. Uh, he's not scoring a lot of goals, but he's got like six points in 14 games. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but for an 18 year old in a men's league, it's not bad. Mm. He's big. He's six, three. Uh, he needs to fill out. He can skate. He apparently has an unbelievable slap shot. Uh, it's just a matter of putting it all together. So again, Paul Castron yesterday, of the day after, or the the day that the draft itself ended because the second through seventh took place on Wednesday. You know, he said that the hope is that he fills out his body and becomes a dominant player. So the Devils saw something they absolutely liked in him, uh, loved in him, and picked him there. Now, the guy in between who went 18th is Dawson Mercer, a big, rangy center who can score. He's got a great shot. He can skate. He can play defensively. He's played for Team Canada in the World Juniors. Um, So what they got is they got two scorers and they got a defenseman. And later on in the draft, they also went with some guys with with skill in scoring. Because if you look at the Devils, and and this is all projections, who knows if any of these guys will make it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Although Holtz is more likely to. Uh, Mm -hmm. for sure. If you were to place a bet, like there's only one who's going to make it. You'd say Alexander Holtz. The devils are hoping that more of course do. But if you look at the, this is not going to be for a a bit yet, right? Mm -hmm. We won't see these guys until they're 21, 22 in all likelihood Holtz a little sooner. My point is, if you look at the devils, you look at their minor league system, they really don't have scorers, like score guys who, when they they can score from an incredible angle, just, uh, they The puck is off their stick before you know it. They don't have those pure scorers. And so they went a little bit more for scoring. And uh, hopefully it all plays out.
0: And so uh,
2: from a, uh, someone who's a layman to the, um,
1: to the NHL
2: and, and the way their drafts usually go down, is it uncommon to have three picks in the first 20 selections? I mean, if this were the NFL draft. I mean, that would be like huge news and uh, like rebuilding of a franchise. I know, as you mentioned, a lot of these guys are very young, so we might not see them for a while. Whereas um, in the NBA or the NFL draft, you know, you pick these guys that high and they have to produce right away. First of all, is it uncommon? And secondly, um, I guess, as you said, well, other than Holtz, the other gentleman will probably be a few years down the
1: road. Yeah. So to your point, John, what, what, differentiates this from uh, the NFL is that the NFL is drafting players who are 22, you know, who have physically matured uh, and and they have a better idea. So yeah, you can, if you have a uh, a lot of picks in the first round, you're salivating because you go, hey, we're definitely going to fill some needs that will immediately address our problems and they'll pay dividends right away. Yeah. It's, more of a, it's more of a draft and follow situation with the NHL, not exclusively. I mean, Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes were drafted first overall and they came right into the league. So uh, there are all those circumstances. That's not the case with either or any of these guys. So, yes, it's good. It's not that unusual because the draft is a bit of a crapshoot so teams are not reluctant to give up a first round pick particularly if it's later in a draft because if you go through the history of the league yes you'll find a guy who was drafted in the sixth round to be a superstar but you'll find a lot of guys who were drafted 15 to 30 and they just didn't develop beyond or much beyond the stage they were at. So uh, you'll, you'll see it a little bit more often that being said, because this draft was considered to be a a very verdant one packed with talent. uh, The devils were happy that this year they got it because the truth is not all draft years are equal. Some years there are GMs who go, boy, I, I really wish we didn't have the second overall pick because people are going to have higher
0: expectations than this
1: kid can deliver.
0: Yes. And Matt, you don't see any of these guys up with the devils in the first year?
1: uh, No, because at at this point, at this point, the league will return uh, January 1st. That's, you know, Mm. fairly certain at this point, it hasn't been official. The league and the players association are negotiating that uh, initially, You know, back in the middle of the summer, the league said they hope December 1st, but for a variety of reasons, it's going to be January 1st, whether it's exactly that date or around that date is still being worked out. Anyway, in Sweden, they're already playing and the relationship between the NHL and the Swedish elite league is you can loan players, but basically if the guy starts there, he's got to finish there. Mm. So, uh, Holtz won't come over now their season. If the league starts late, their season will end before the devil season. So he could come over, you know, may, if the devils are still playing, mm. um, Mercer is playing in the Ontario hockey league. I don't, uh, because he's playing whenever we do start camp, uh, they won't pull him out of that. I don't think, uh, he might, but, uh, you either make the big team or you go back to juniors. And so he's not going to make the big team. He's good, but mm-hmm. he's not that good. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the same thing with the, the Russian kid, he's under contract actually in Russia. Uh, mm-hmm. And so until this contract is up, mm-hmm. uh, he'll have to stay there. So we won't see these guys for a bit. Like I said, Holtz could be next year. I mean, okay. certainly, you know, we'll get a look at him because he'll come to, you know, prospect camp and things like that next season. And he certainly could, mm-hmm. could make the team. If, if, I mean, everyone's raved about him. Every scout that I've read or heard from, they say this kid's got the goods.
0: So while we're on hockey, uh, Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, no surprise there, right, Matt? I mean, they're they're tons of talent, good team. They were embarrassed being swept last year in the first
1: round. It was a huge wake-up call. They brought back most of that same team. They added some great parts that just made them even better. Uh, I did think Dallas would play them more physically than they did. And that's not a style that Tampa Bay likes to play. You know, they they can be aggressive and they can be in your face, but they don't like to be hit really. I mean, there's so much skill on that team. And I just never thought Dallas got there. I was frustrated by, you know, some of the things that Dallas did. I mean, their passes, I, I just was like, what is going on here? I mean, in the end, they made it a six game series, but you know, Tampa was by far, Uh, the better team. Dallas was close, but not really on the same page. And so, you know, uh, kudos to Tampa Bay. I mean, they've been good for a long Mm -hmm. time now. Uh,
0: And you see a lot of
1: them. Yeah, and Mm. they've gone to a Stanley Cup final and lost. They've gone to conference finals and lost. Last year, they got eliminated, as I said, in the big surprise. But it's a really good team, and they certainly have you know, all the ingredients. They'll be a contender next year. Who knows if they'll repeat it it's not easy to repeat in the nhl but uh, you know they're a team that's going to be in the
0: conversation for a while because of their depth and that's a hell of a fan base too that's a big arena there remember i was down in orlando and i met you in tampa and we went to uh, i met you afterwards but i went to the game um we went to uh, with, yes absolutely it was great you had a few drinks there but uh wow it was just and the place was packed i mean uh, the devils were ooh, uh, it was a few years ago uh, devils were competitive at that point um, in terms of playoff team, but still it was, the place was, was, uh, was jammed and that's a big place. I mean, it holds over yeah, 20,000. It,
1: it is. And they've done a great job of really, uh, integrating themselves into the community. I mean, they've been around a long time now, uh, and they have, that's their second Stanley cup actually, but this owner, Jeff Bennett, who's been in charge now ooh, six years, five years, you know, once he took over, he did a lot of things to, make them even more part of the community and yeah you know if you look at it they only got football down there right there's mm-hmm. uh, i mean in tampa the city of tampa is different from the city of st petersburg right and you know the rays are there and they're really good but they play on the wrong side of the bay yeah. in terms of population and what right. have you so in tampa it's just the football team and and the hockey team and they do
0: get a lot of support
1: winning helps
0: but they do get a lot of support. All right well we got to turn to local football I'm afraid guys and uh, what the bigger news I think is on the Jets this week with um it, uh, the bad shoulder uh, for uh, Darnold Uh, Joe Flacco, Jersey bred Joe Flacco will start. And here's a guy, you know, who's got a Super Bowl ring and who's been a very good quarterback in this league. And he keeps saying, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I want to play in this league. So I think he's got a lot to prove. And the Jets have just been, look, it's been a a rough go. Um, You know, they're playing the Cardinals who, um, you know, started out strong and lost their last two. You know, Kyler Murray, I mean, what do you have there? You know, a guy who can run all over the place, but he's so small. And and so, I think, you know, it's, so far it's been hit or miss with him. He hasn't put it all together. He's shown some brilliance and then other times not so much. So it'll be this towering Joe Flacco versus uh, Kyler Murray uh, running all over the field. What, what do you think, Johnny?
2: Oh, boy. I think the Jets are horrendous. <laughs> I think they're, take, take your turn, horrendous, pathetic. It starts. It starts on the sidelines. I mean, Adam Gase, I don't know how Jets fans, you know, can turn the game on any longer and just see him. He just looks so clueless. I'm, I'm uh, remembering back to the press conference with those crazy eyes that he had going. And I'm thinking that's how Jets fans must be watching these games right now with their eyes bugging out of their head. I mean, they've got injuries on top of injuries. There's, there's guys that probably shouldn't be playing and the national football league running around. I I don't know as to whether, um, you know, there's speculation that should Darnold have even been back in the game again, after he hurt his shoulder, he says that he didn't do any more damage to it, but you know, he has been, um, you know, fair to Midland at best. I mean, he certainly is not engendering any, any, you know, pride and, and um, you know, real hope for jet fans. I, I wouldn't think. And, you know, their schedule just goes from bad to worse. They're home with the Cardinals now, then they have to go play the Chargers, then they have to play the Bills, who are sensational right mm-hmm. now, then they play the Chiefs and the Patriots, and then it's like, oh my gosh. It, it, it really is looking like the Jets are going to have that decision whether they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence when, when um, the season is over, because they're really bad. As bad as the Giants are, they they've kept some of their games at least close, and believe it or not, have had a chance to actually win or, or tie these games at the end. The Jets games are, are over from the opening kickoff and Joe Flacco can turn back the clock all he wants. He doesn't have any weapons. He's got nobody around him. And, and I don't I don't know as to whether the Jets will be able to keep this close. I really don't.
1: I do agree with you, John. I mean they're they're a hopeless team. But I you know I think Flacco could come in and at least, you know, he'll have that veteran presence. I mean, so much is, was expected of Darnold and it just hasn't, you know, after that semi successful rookie year, nothing's been delivered. Now it's not his fault that he got sick last year and that the team stinks around it, but you know, Flacco will come in and just, you know, make the right decisions. I think they'll simplify the game plan. I mean, they don't have the weapons really uh, to open things up. Um, So I, I'm not saying they'll win, but I think it could look a lot better and feel a lot better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm intrigued by it because, you know, you want to see how Joe Flacco has been. You know, this is a guy that we know well, a guy that still wants to play, could energize this team. I'm also intrigued by Kyler Murray, as I said. I mean, you know, first round pick, first pick got player in the draft. Um, and it, very much an experiment. Let's face it. He's guys has a good arm. He can run all over the field, but he is a small guy. Um, you always wonder how, does he have the vision down the field? Can he make it work? Um, he, you know, he was good at the beginning and you know, the Cardinals looked good and then they've just been terrible. I mean, they lost to Detroit. I mean, no one's listening to losing it to Detroit these days, <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's and true. then, they, you know, yeah. they, um, and you know, he's, you know, but he had three picks in that game. Um, so, uh, a little better against Carolina, which is an OK team. So I think that it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it's not that these aren't world beaters, the Cardinals coming in here. And I think, you know, Joe Flacco maybe can get um, get a, a little rise out of the Jets. And if we if we turn to the Giants, guys, look at the NFC East, the Eagles, one, two and one in first place. All right. This is crazy. And of course, the football team down there in D.C., I mean, how how ridiculous is that? It's one in three. The Cowboys one in three and the Giants are zero oh and four. But they're still listen. They, if they can put something together, they could still win the NFC East. My goodness. I mean, we, we're, we doubt that that's going to happen, Matt. I mean, as you said alluded to last week, they just stink. But um, how can you put this on a first year coach like Joe Judge or did they know they were going to struggle? You know, I, I, I think the giants knew they were going to struggle. They knew that, uh, uh, they needed to develop and, and, um, you know, so far, I mean, they can't score, they can't score. And Daniel Jones, I mean, you know, two TDs, five interceptions, he's got like a quarterback rating under 50. I mean, he's, you know, maybe, this, you know, he's struggling. I mean, this is, um, and you know, you got to give him that, you know, he, he can't be brilliant every week. But uh, he's been struggling so far uh, this year. You know, maybe he doesn't have enough around him. Maybe that's... Well, I think
1: you're onto something there. And we've talked ad nauseum about the offensive line. They lose Saquon Barkley. And, you know, for all the talk about it's a quarterback league, and it is, that's a pretty darn good weapon out of the backfield to catch passes, uh, et cetera. So, uh, I think if you talk to Gettleman. I think if you talked talk to Dave Gettleman. He said, we'd be better than this because his job's on the line. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. Um, however, I don't know how much improvement they were actually going to have. And, you know, John, that's your club, man. But, yeah. uh, yeah. they, they won 12 games in the last three years. So it's not like they were trending in the right direction. I think, you know, without super receivers and without, uh, an offensive line. It's a little hard to judge Daniel Jones, but I think they were, they were of the belief that he would have taken a step forward this year. And he hasn't for a lot of
2: reasons. Yeah. Well, it's sort of maddening because he does so many things well, and then, you know, he'll get stripped of the ball or he'll, he'll take them down the field. And like at the end of last week, and then he makes that terrible interception where they had a chance that, you know, with a, with a touchdown and a two point conversion, you tie the game at the end there. And he, he shows you flashes. I'm still surprised at how well he's able to tuck it and get out of dodge. I mean, that's something as a as a Giant fan we haven't seen from from really the Phil Simms era to the to the Eli Manning. I mean, they were just basically statues that stood back there. And to have a guy that can get out of there is a nice is a nice uh, difference. And he needs to get out of there because, as we've said, the hog mollies that Mr. Gettleman loves and, and craves and drafts just have not have not gelled at all. I mean, this first round draft pick, Andrew Thomas, he has been a turnstile on the way to the quarterback. And, you know, you look at all of the guys that remember we were talking, who are they going to pick the five or the four offensive linemen? The tackles are all pretty much even Well, the giants ran to the podium to pick him. And he's been the the worst graded of all of the players that, that have been chosen. I watched um, on Sunday, I had a chance to watch the Buccaneers play the, Uh, the Chargers it was a great game and Tristan Wirfs was out there on Bosa and he handled him all game long but Bosa didn't sniff Tom Brady and so Wirfs was a guy that the Giants could have picked and listen it's one game and all but then I turn on the Giant game and Thomas is he's just getting beaten left and right and and it was almost like when are they going to pull this guy and and put somebody else in there you mentioned they lost uh, Saquon Barkley. Anyone that loses one of the top two or three running backs in the league is going to is going to be hurt. And then here's the wide receiving crew. Other than Darius Slayton and Golden Tate, you're throwing to the likes of C.J. Board, Damian Ratley, and uh, and Cody Lewis or Cody Core. I mean, who are these guys? They're doing some good things. They're getting an opportunity, but listen, it's not as if uh, Mr. Jones has too many weapons on at his disposal either.
0: And yeah. Now, no, absolutely. And here come the Cowboys. All right. And, and did you see the NFC being this bad? I mean, the Eagles in first place, uh, cause they have a tie in there. All right. Uh, is, but the giants, I mean, can they put it together, Matt? Can they, you know, zero and no. fours it, it, I mean, is it, it you, you're still there. You still have the opportunity here to, to, you know, with, with, with everybody else struggling in division to say, look, guys, all we got to do here is, is, um, you know bear down here i mean but you know with Saquon out with the receivers that you just mentioned um uh john it's uh and daniel jones struggling i guess the the plan now is just get after the quarterback right just get 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 this guy down and and so he's um he he's he's been struggling but you know the cowboys don't look like world beaters either uh but the giants giants look worse that that that's for sure
1: yeah i mean i i still wouldn't Bet against Philadelphia in the end, although it's just crazy, you know, what what they've been doing. Um, I don't think the Giants have a real chance, but until or unless somebody starts to pull away, uh, you know, you play the damn game, right? So yeah. uh, there's, there's always hope. I mean, they still have a big part of the schedule to play. So, yeah. Is there a chance? Sure. But you'd like to see some better signs than we've seen so far.
2: How about um, speaking of the division and going back a couple of drafts, you know, should the Giants pick Dwayne Haskins? Should they force that pick? They take him up that high? Well, Mr. Haskins has just been demoted, not the second string. He's now the third string quarterback. It's in, unbelievable. In Washington. Yeah, he's only played in, I think, 11 games. I think he's three and eight in the games that he's played in. But to basically, I mean, you make someone third string, you're basically giving up on them. So I don't know if. That means that they're all in on a on a -a tankathon for uh Trevor Lawrence. It looks like they're uh, you know, gonna go with Kyle Allen and uh, that to me is stunning that you pull the plug on on a young guy who supposedly had such potential and a howitzer of an arm that fast. It makes you think that the Giants made the right move with Daniel Jones. At least he has shown, you know, a propensity to keep his teams in the game when he's not um, you know, handing the ball to the other jersey I mean throw it to the same jersey, Daniel, once in a while. look the but Rams yeah. the
0: Rams are a good team. they didn't get blown out. I mean, they were in that game in Chicago. they didn't get blown out they just their offense they just need to score a little their defense has not been horrendous.
2: Right. Yeah, the defense has really stood up, which is surprising. I mean, they have no one that's rushing the passer. They get, they don't get any heat on anybody. Their their secondary, which was, which I think was the big question mark coming into the season, is held up. That Bradbury they brought over, he, he's been phenomenal. They paid him a lot of money, and he's playing like an all pro. Uh, one of the big uh, bugaboos is that Jabril Peppers still cannot stay on the field. He's a guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, supposedly a lot of talent, but he just gets hurt all the time. He's never on the field, and that hurts. But you know what? Next man up, and and they've got some young guys that are getting some on, uh, you know, on the spot training, and and they've actually played pretty well. As you mentioned, Steve, the Rams have a high-powered offense. Uh, Goff and his crew, and and the Giants, were, you know, a lot of three and outs. I, I kept waiting for it, it to get blown open, and they hung in there, and it really kept my interest in the game all the way to the end. So that's a good sign. Offensively, we've, we've chronicled the offensive line is pathetic and the weapons aren't there. So the giants are going to have to win, you know, defensive struggles. It seems.
0: And let's talk about these coaches here. Um, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not normal times here. I mean, they didn't have a, a normal camp. Uh, I would say Adam Gase is on certainly on uh, as his seat is hotter. And Joe Judge, the first year uh, oh, player, was actually key, staying in, staying in games. But look, the Texans, you know, fired uh, O'Brien, you know, so, you know, uh, I guess anytime, anywhere in the in, in the NFL. Uh, but I would imagine Adam Gase certainly is, is more on the hot seat than uh, than than Judge is. Would you agree with that, Matt?
1: I would, uh, except that. Chris Johnson <laughs> raved about him about three weeks ago, but I understand that that's, you know, that's just what an owner is going to do. Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I th- definitely think he's more on the hot seat. I mean, uh, having been there the extra year, uh, the continued frustrations for jets fans. Yeah. I would say that he's a little bit more in the, uh, in the hot seat, but you know, his buddy is the GM and I don't want to say there's, There has to be a plan going back to one of the earlier conversations we had regarding first round and what that means in the NHL versus the NFL. I mean, you know, the jets are loading up for next year's draft. Now they may very well have the number one pick and then we can get into whether or not they give up on Sam Darnold and, and go with Trevor Lawrence, but they have stocked up a bunch of picks for next year. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, you know, it may be, Hey, just, hang on, there's help coming. Now that's not going to calm down the jet fan. Who's just, well, used to every, what, I mean, how many years of frustration for the jets, Jeez. right? I mean, if you're yeah. a jet fan, oh, I yeah. mean, it's just been an inordinately long time. So do you say, Hey, just bear with us one more year, or do you make a change? I don't know, but I would say yes. Overall, he's definitely on the hot seat. I don't know if they make the change during the season. That's really unusual mm-hmm. uh, and the whole world, you know, football world was kind of shocked i mean o'brien i I don't know that he's a great coach honestly but he had success there they won you know they got into the playoffs and you know yeah they won divisions yeah they won division titles now he also traded deandre hopkins for some reason (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know i mean bill parcells bill parcells famously said you know, I got to be able to buy the groceries if you want me to make the meal well. Bill O'Brien had that role, and he traded one of the dynamic receivers of the game away, so
2: Yeah, and go, I also understand he was feuding with his players. I guess recently he had a big fight with J.J. Watt. Now, why would you yeah. have a fight with J.J. J. Watt, who's the face of the franchise? I mean, yeah, listen, if you're winning Super Bowls, if you're Bill Belichick, you can fight with Brady. You can do whatever you want, but, you know, unless you got some hardware and some, some trophies in there, um, you know, pick and choose your spots. I mean, fight with a rookie, don't fight with JJ Watt. I, I don't think there were two that were upset to see him exit. But yeah, uh, whether whether Adam Gase is still with the team towards the end of the year, we won't know. And then a lot of this will fall then on Joe Douglas's head because, as you mentioned, the Jets are all in on the on the upcoming draft. And then it becomes his baby. It's almost like, okay, now the ball's in your court, Joe. Let's, yeah, Let's absolutely. see what you have for us. And you got to pick the right groceries because right now, um, the the Jets as a restaurant are a failing restaurant. They need they need <laughs> they need uh, the guy from uh, the Food Network to go in there and and uh, do a restaurant impossible. They need, uh, uh, the big guy. I can't remember his name right now. I love watching the show,
0: but they need him to go in and. Hey, John, so what about let's go to the Giants as a Giant fan? You know, they're in games. The defense has played pretty well. The NFC East is horrible, so you still have some hope there. There's still got to be a little bit of excitement. Hey, can we figure out a way to get in the end zone? Could Daniel Jones turn things around? I mean, it's the, you know we're back to, hey, they can still turn this thing around.
2: Yeah. Well, as far as turning it around and winning the division, uh, that I don't think is going to happen. I- I'm just pleasantly pleased at how judge has been able to sort of keep everybody, uh, pulling on the same rope because, you know, after that, um, 49ers game, I just thought, wow, this, this thing is going South in a hurry. And, you know, maybe some guys will mail it in. You got to fly all the way out to the West coast. Right. And the Rams are really good. And wow. You know, they went down the field, they scored a touchdown and I was texting my friends. I said, this is going to be you know, 49 to nothing kind of a thing. And then it was like, wow. And they played hard. I kept wait- yeah, I kept waiting for them to make me turn it off. And I stayed in there and watched the whole game. And I can't tell you how long it's been since I've watched the full Giants game because usually I'm so disgusted that I got to get out of there. But, um, yeah, I-, I think the fact that I think he's going to keep them in games this year. And a lot of that has to do with the competition. The NFC yeah. stinks right now. So I think that the Giants will win a couple of games. I don't think they'll be in the running for the number one pick in the draft like the Jets will, but I still think they'll get a high pick, and with that, they ought to take an offensive lineman. I'll tell you that right now. I'm on record. And you
0: know, <laughs> and Joe Judge, I mean, to his credit, they didn't quit on him. So that's that's a feather in his cap, I think at oh, least. Yeah. You know, so he's oh, showing yeah. some they're showing some fight at least, and that's a lot of times that's a head coach man saying let's pick it up and go. So uh, yeah. I, I think that's. Uh, that's certainly. It that bodes well for <laughs> look, him in the future. We're looking yeah, for yeah, positives. Never. We're digging for positives here, guys. That, that's, the, yeah, uh, that's, that's the way been it is. A head
2: coach anywhere. He's still a young guy. He walks in the room and he's got that, you know, sort of a military um, style and uh, patriot style. And some vets could look at him and say, "Who the hell are you? You, know, you were the offensive core. You were the." special teams guy, you know, sitting on uh, Belichick's shoulder, you haven't proven anything and you're coming in here and laying the law down like Mr. Tough guy. Well, they're buying in and that's a good sign, I think. So um, I'm pleasantly surprised with, with how they're doing. And, you know, I, I don't think this week will be a banner week. I think the Cowboys, first of all, their offense is horrible. I mean, their defense is horrible. So that should help the Giants, uh, you know, offense, maybe put up some points, but they're the number one scoring team in the league. Um, I have a feeling, you know, the heat's on Sherman already down there. And, and I don't see the Giants winning in Dallas, but they've got the Washington football club or football team, whatever they're called at home. WFT, baby. WFT, yes. Yeah. Then they've got the Eagles. Who As opposed to the WTF. W-T-F. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the Giants and Jets. WTF. <laughs> You know they've got Washington and the Eagles. Uh, Then they 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 home for for Mr. Brady and then Washington again. So right. there's some winnable games yes. down on the
0: horizon. Let's see how they do. We'll see. And sticking with football, you know, we have the RU review coming up because Rutgers is getting back on the field October 24th. So we oh, will we. start the RU review. I talked to Eric LeGrand. He's going to join us for a few shows. We'll have some great guests as well uh, on top of uh, Eric. And uh, we will do. We'll, um, we'll have a lot of fun with that. And we're going to roll that out. We'll have an announcement next week and specifically when uh, we're going to start that show. And uh, we're really excited. We have got some sponsorships in line, and we're uh, we're excited about that. So uh, that'll be coming up. And uh, the
2: big question there is, who's the quarterback going to be? Right, Steve?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk. You got that. Also, you got that uh, Noah Vendrell, the the, uh, the kid out of Nebraska. That. Um, uh, has, has some experience on the field and he's yeah. someone that could be put in there, but there's so much that we don't know. So we're right. really going to have to do a little bit of our homework. We're going to have to dig in and, you know, go on, on the banks. They do a great job. And, um, find out uh, who they're going to have on the field and, uh, you know, no spring game or anything like that. There's so much that we don't know, but we'll, um, uh, there's going to be a season. We're excited about it and we are certainly going to, uh, to uh, cover it. So uh, that'll do it for this week's show. I want to thank Matt and uh, John here for joining us and uh, we will be back next week. We'll have um, a weekly podcast as well as the RU Review. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Check us out. We're on all the handles. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on iHeart Radio, We're on SoundCloud. Uh, we're on Facebook and we have an Instagram as well. So uh, follow us on social and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.